continue by the start. <sighs> Let me do this thing real quick. Welcome to We Gotta Talk. This is the podcast where hype, it ain't just a word, it's a lifestyle. It's hosted by me, Jordan, a.k.a. Coach J, a dedicated hype piece with a passion for the stories that make the culture tick. Each week, I'm going to dive in, inviting someone special from my vibrant circle to unpack the tales behind their trends and what's going on with them. We're here to dissect the journeys, the wins, the setbacks, and the relentless drive that fuels the movers and the shakers of my community. From artists to athletes, designers to entrepreneurs, I'm going to shine a spotlight on the excellence that surrounds us, fostering a space where every voice is heard, every story is celebrated. Join us for a weekly candid conversation that goes beyond the surface. I'm here to engage, empower, and educate, and talk about these narratives that intertwine the social issues, community empowerment, and personal growth that's happening all around us. So if you're ready to dive into the heart of culture, where every story matters, and find out what keeps the community ticking, you're in the right place. We Gotta Talk is more than a podcast. It's a journey into the soul of culture. Let's get talking. Let's get talking. All right. So there it is. And I'm here today for the second episode of We Gotta Talk, blessed by the one and only Ramin Fleet. Clap it up. Clap it up. What's up, Ken? What's up, Ken? Cougar Nation. Cougar Nation. Thank you for having me on the second episode. Thank you for having me on the podcast. I feel special to be on the second episode. Well, let me, let me talk a little bit about who you are, all right? So Ramin and I, we got a chance to meet. I got to meet this young man, and I was impressed immediately. Um, he is a member of the Cougar Nation football team. Go Cougars. Go Cougar Nation. He's also vice president for his high school. He's also been featured as a poet in a... You talk about that a little bit very quick. Yeah. Uh, I was featured in a documentary. Uh, it's called I Hope That Lights The Way. But, uh, it was the people that I had to shadow down City Hall. Shout out to Ricky and all of them. Uh, Eric Westbrook, uh, he, he gave me the opportunity to do it. Um, I didn't expect to be in, in a documentary. Uh, what was the project about? The uh, project, it was about like black male engagement. And um, like Coach V was saying in, in a documentary, it was our generation calling out for help. And what can an older generation do to help them? That's what's so up. We had a bunch of entrepreneurs in there, a bunch of like, people from my generation on there talking so it was amazing it was a major uh, amazing documentary <laughs> that's what's up and it, it really is it's a great story can you say the name again one more time for everybody uh, I, hope that lights the way. I hope that lights the way great documentary uh we'll put a we'll put a link in the show notes so people can go ahead and check that out yeah you got that poem at the end <laughs> yeah got everybody in the heartstrings yeah that's what's up so yeah what else what else is going on with you what else do you do you know, I know you do a lot, and I don't. I want to make sure you get a chance to tell what you do. Uh, I've been doing a bunch of sports, but I've been trying to like when people ask me what I do now. I, I like I try to not to say sports because everybody knows that I play a bunch of sports, especially for my high school. Right now, I've been on my journey trying to find my own self and um, actually starting my own podcast and chasing my dreams that I couldn't chase when I was younger. So that's actually what I've been focusing on, and honestly. I'm working with Jordan a lot, trying to get my knee better, right to even play sports. That's what's up. That's what's up. Well, I told you a little bit about how this show is going to work. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get to ask you a question, and it's going to be, you know, whatever off the top of the head for me or something that I thought about. So, you know, I, I might switch them up at the last minute. You might never know. Sure um, but I'm going to go ahead and ask you a question. 
You're going to ask me a question. We're going to go back, back and forth. We're going back, back and forth three times. So you got yours ready? Yeah. All right. Well, I got mine. Uh, you care if I go first? Yeah, you go first with your podcast. All right. All right. Best. Let's go ahead and get this one started. Um, I really appreciated the relationship that we've got to build over the time that we have. And I'm excited to kind of see what you think, uh, why you think I invited you on this show. Um, honestly, I, I don't know. I just know, you You know my story, you know my trials and tribulations. You watch me grow so much. You helped me grow so much. You made an impact in my life. And like you always say, I was just a little brother <laughs> that you never had. So <laughs> that's why I really think you had me on the show because I was just like your little brother. Well, I didn't expect to be on here this soon. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was expecting to be like episode 10 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. No. So like, I think the way this whole thing is going to work, you know, it's going to be about what's going on in my life. And like right now, you happen to be a central figure in what's going on. Right. So mm-hmm. as you know, I stepped out no longer uh, an employed human being. I'm an <laughs> entrepreneur. So you know, yeah, like it's it's going, bro. You know, you see it day to day. It's a grind. I'm like, yo. <laughs> like, I just look like I don't talk to him every morning. <laughs> like I'm not in your group chat. Yeah, yeah like yeah. No, but it's been it's been a chaotic, crazy, creative, like it's been so many things. It's been so many things, but it's been that's what it is, right? Yeah, that's, that's what it is. Exactly what it is. And I get an opportunity to do what I love doing and what I was doing in my volunteer time and my free time and all the time I could scrounge together and I get to do it full time. So yeah, I, it's I it's fun to make was, the impact. I was really proud of you for leaving though, because I'm like most people. When you told me you was leaving, I'm like, man, what is wrong with him? Like he seems so happy that he's leaving. <laughs> I'm like, most people not happy that they unemployed. So I'm just like. <laughs> I was just like, I'm going to just trust Jordan on this one. I think he got it all figured out. Yeah. <laughs> then once you, like, I start seeing your name all over the place, Mighty Riders, you telling me you fill out these links. I'm just, like, I'm proud of him. Like, he really chasing his dreams and he doing what he's what he doing, what he loves. So. And it's dope. And that's, that's part of the reason I wanted to have you on because I want people from your generation, y'all got it hard. Like, it's not easy for y'all. Yeah. There's a lot to figure out. There's a lot to think about. There's constantly new information, more information you can even really know what to do with sometimes. And, you know, being 14 to 18 has always been difficult. Yeah. Like when I was 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, it was, it's hard, right? It's hard figuring it out. But there's more, I feel like there's more now to figure out and sometimes less support, less community, mm-hmm. less, just less. You got to do more <laughs> with less. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's what I wanted to really talk. Yeah. Time, time management. Man. Yeah. It's a bunch of time management in this generation. And a lot of us don't have that. It's about like setting setting that goals for yourself and and really like chasing it and staying consistent and disciplined with it. Like like I tell people to set a realistic like a realistic goal or a dream. Like yeah, you might want this Lambo, but like have a dream for it for you to get that Lambo. Like have a, a a plan for you to get to that Lambo. You're not just automatically going to wake up and get that Lambo. But every day that you have disciplined, yeah, intentional, yeah, intentional growth. See, it's working. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. working. 
dig in, bro. Like the dig, the dig method is real. That's something we talk about with Cougar Nation is discipline, intentional growth. You can come and you can do crazy things if you break it down into smaller, not crazy things. Yeah. Like if you want to be a football player who can bench 350 pounds, yeah. you can get there one day. Mm-hmm. You're not going to go from benching 100 pounds to doing a 350 mm-hmm. by maxing out every day, but you – it's a, it's a over small, time, it's the small steps that count. Exactly. It's the, it's the consistency too. Exactly. Like, even when you don't want to do it, you still gotta get up and, and really do it. It's them small steps that's gonna make them big steps happen. See, you see it. Look at the hair. The consistency <laughs> yeah. is key. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan, my hair was way short. <laughs> that's what's up. That's what's up. Um, I got a follow up question. I have it's my podcast, so I get to make up rules. Um, what are what are some what are two things that you want to work on? that you're putting the dig method into practice on that you're trying to get better at like physically, physically, emotionally, you know me, I'm all over mentally, emotionally, spiritually, what you got financially, physically, physically, I'm going to say I've been working on not just my knee. uh, I've been working on my upper body leg. I've just been working on myself, just trying to stay in shape and stay healthy. It's a lot of health issues in my family. Mentally, I'm still trying to figure myself out and figure out who I am. I'm on a self-healing journey. It's been it's been amazing. Took some losses and some wins. Thank you for Jordan for giving me the book that he got me. It helped so much. Emotionally, I'm still learning how to deal with, with like relationships and not like just as a partner, like in relationships in general, like learning how to treat people like how they meant to be treated or like recently my godmom just told me you're not always going to get the closure that you wanted. So that honestly been sticking with me because I know like the type of person I am, I always want that closure. And I had to realize that like, you're not always going to get that closure. Mm-hmm. And you're not always going to be the good guy in everyone's story. So that's lately what I've been dealing with. That's what's up. That's heavy. That's a good lesson to learn. You learn a lot of good lessons from, from your god mom. I appreciate her. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate her. Shout out. Yeah. Shout out Shout for out sure. Be, man. She, do, she do it all. <laughs> she do do it all. Um, all right, so I, I technically got two for my one, but you're up. For my, all right, let me, let me go look at mine. You better uh, hurry up before I start jumping back in. <laughs> what is it like being an interracial couple? Damn, we're it's, going straight to that. All right. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think that every relationship, no matter what, no matter who's in it, no matter race, gender, uh, sexual orientation, age, class, whatever, right? Like you mm-hmm. got to define the terms of that relationship mm-hmm. right and we never ran from that like we knew that was going to be something for us right like mm-hmm. we when like we also started off as a foundation of a friendship so like me and me and wifey we were friends for six seven eight months right like really got to know each other went to the gym together we get lunch together uh we met through sports so like we were already physically active and we would like we would just work out and mm-hmm. had shared passions right Build a friendship off of that, got to know each other a little bit more. And then, you know, one thing led to another. And, you know, here we were here we are all this time later. But like from the whole from the whole beginning, we had that friendship as a foundation. So it made it a little easier yeah. to have those so difficult conversations. This, this wasn't even one of my questions, but now I'm curious, like, do you think you would have been able to deal with a partner that didn't have the same passions? And like, what advice would you give to someone to like learning like to really learn your partner? Like you say you Y'all was friends for mm-hmm. six to seven months, and mm-hmm. like, that's a phase that I'm going through myself. So, like, what advice would you give? As far as what? Which part of it? Like, actually learning, like, like 
learning that person for them six to eight, for them six to oh, seven months. Yeah. It's the same way you learn about anybody. You're inquisitive. You give people space to like, especially in a relationship, bro. You gotta give somebody a space to fuck up. Yeah, you gotta lot, give your space. You gotta give your space, and you gotta you know assume that it's positive intent, right? Mm-hmm. You gotta assume that like the person, the other person is in it for the right reasons, unless mm-hmm. they show you that they're not. If they continue to show you that they're not, then you gotta you also have to be smart enough to know that mm-hmm. you gotta protect future you. But going back to like taking that same framework of like protecting future you having that open space for mess ups and open line of communication. Like that's what we did. Like when there was like, we moved to North Carolina and like, that was scary. I didn't know we were, we were together for a year and I had never been down living in North Carolina. She had never been living in North Carolina. We didn't know nothing about Winston Salem. And like, you hear things and like, we had to have a real conversation about that. We had to have a lot of real conversations about like, cause yeah, we got together in 20. 2012, 2013. I'm an old head. 2013. 2013. Like, it's been a long time, but stuff hasn't really changed. Like, race wise, like, it really ain't no different. Like, so you think, like, you've been able to talk to someone, like, who didn't have the same passions as you? Like, what if she wanted to be a singer and you wanted to be, like, an athletic? Nah, my whole thing is, like, yo, whatever you want to do, you just got to want to do something. Yeah. You gotta, you, you gotta just, there I, gotta I be something. Same, like, you gotta, you gotta be doing something. Yeah. You can't just be sitting mm-hmm. around like. You know, like she's crazy. Like what she, what she's passionate yeah. about. I, <laughs> I can't, I can't do it. But I'm, I'm the first one showing up. Yeah, I'm the first one showing up. Miles, she be running. Yeah, she, that's not me. Superhero. <laughs> like I can do the bike. I can do the run sometimes. I can't keep up with her, but the swim, nah, yeah. nah. She, a, she a problem. <laughs> <laughs> she a problem. Something different. <laughs> so you you good? I'm yeah. up. Right. I'm back up. Yeah, you back up. All right. So what my second <laughs> my second question. I'm coming to you for a shot call. I want to hear a goal. I want to know what are you calling? What's what's happening this year for the Vox Cougar football team, and what's happening for 2121? So you basically actually what's the goal I got for football? A goal for you and a goal for the team. Uh, Commit to it. It's okay. happening. It's it's on wax now. A goal. No pressure. <laughs> no pressure, cause. A goal for myself, I want to be uh, mentally and emotionally there for all my teammates, and I want to have the whole team coachable. Uh, I know that's a lot of pressure on myself, but I think I could do it. And then you say as a team, I want us to all be, like, coachable, and I want us to, like, not even, like, it's not even about always going to the championship. I just want us to learn something from the sport because I know when I first started playing, uh, I learned something from the sport, and, I really want us to be closer than what we was last season. So mm-hmm. I want to. I want everyone to take something away from the sport or learn something. Just be closer as brothers. Like so, when we all leave and we all going down different pathways, we know we can always come back to Cougar Nation, and we always got our brothers. That's facts. Like that means so much. Yeah, that means so much. Like I was hanging with my grandma yesterday, and I was at her house. It was we were. She made me breakfast. We were ch- chilling in her kitchen, and. We were about to pack up and we were gonna roll out and go see some other people. We were just out visiting me and my grandma. It was yeah. it was a good day, good Sunday, good Saturday. I don't even know what day it was. It was Saturday, yeah. yeah Saturday. Um, but we got to do that. And as we were packing up to leave her house, I saw a sweatshirt from my senior year of football that she oh, still wow. had, and she oh, still wow. had it out. It was the ten and zero Lancaster Lebanon League Championship shirt. Like everybody yeah. who was around the, the like around 
our team obviously, had that. Yeah, so it's cool to have that support. It's so cool to have that support when you do it too. It means a huge, a huge amount. Like the way we lost, I still don't like. I can respect the loss, but I don't respect the way how we lost. Yeah. I'd rather like lose like a winner, like Jordan say. So, I think I'd rather lost that way. So, win or lose, we still coming for the championship. And like I always say, no matter against what team or anybody, I'm always going to take Cougar Nation, no matter what what the sport is. I'm That's what's up. Cougar Nation. Go Cougars! So you you mentioned that loss, like. Man, that was that was a time. Yeah, that was a, that was a that time. Was a tough loss, man. We were playing our. I guess we got to call them our rivals. Yeah, I, don't I, like I, Edison, I, I never. Yeah, it, when y'all said that, like, and we beat Edison, I'm like, this is not a rival. It's yeah. really Kip. It's Kip. It's Kip. They got us twice. Yeah. We got them once. We got to get our get back. I respect their staff. I like their coaches. Yeah, but we got to get our get back. And I think that that game was hard, bro. After yeah. that game, I was not in a great spot. The way it ended with that um, fight at the end. I feel like our head coach Mars is probably still not even in the right spot. So I look even trying to help him like get in the right spot for the new season. He gonna be all right, trust yeah, me. I, I, trust I just, me. I just need him to be okay. He so, gonna he's wearing that he's wearing that as a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, we, he's letting that be his motivator. Yeah, he he needs to let that motivate. But like, I feel like the game before Kip will really throw us off, and then mentally not everybody was there as a team, so that was already kind of. It was kind of hard to deal with. Like, I knew, like, every other game I could trust my teammates. I could be like, listen, I'm going to be right back. Let me go make this tackle. Mm-hmm. You watch this. I got this. Listen, you go over here. You go make this tackle. Watch this. We all going to work as one. But it was like I felt the energy, like, at kickoff. And I'm just like – because, like, I'm like – I waited. Like I, like, I don't usually jog, but I'm like – let me see how the energy is on kickoff. And then I seen people like jogging and then I caught back up to him and made that tackle. I'm like, I don't know where the energy is. Like, I don't want to say nothing though. Cause I don't want to throw the team off, but I'm like, I don't know what's going on. It wasn't like people that we usually have focused all the time. Wasn't even focused. So that, that was my thing. I'd rather us been all focused and moving as one. Right. Lose like winners. It'd have been better that way. All right. I feel that now catch this. You want to lose like a winner. In order to do that, you got to think about what you could do mm-hmm. for the next time. Like, we can't change what happened. We can't change yeah, that 16 nothing loss. We can't change can't, that game change that. ending in a fight. But what can we do now? Like, what can we do come Monday, come Tuesday, come Wednesday? Like, what are the things we can do now uh, to get honestly, better? I think we're already doing it. Like, we got a, a, a good group. Like, we got a good team, a solid team. I feel like, like, like the coach has been saying, people have been showing up consistency, like, even on half days. So, like, that offseason, I feel like it really means something. That offseason is is going to be like our motivation and like we're going to bring home that trophy this year. Like we we have to like we really have to bring home that trophy. And I feel like taking them small steps as like just off season or hanging out together. Yeah, I feel like it's going to come a long way. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like once we all learn how to like control our emotions and stay disciplined, no team not going to really be messing with. That's what's up. That's <laughs> no what's team up. really not going to be messing with. That's what's up. I feel you. All right, you're up. Uh, let me go to let me go to my other question. Uh, you already answered one of your questions. Uh, <laughs> so what advice would you give me if I was to get into another relationship? You know my past history about relationships. So what advice would you give me? Mm, I think keep giving yourself an opportunity to continue to grow. Um, 
I think right now you're definitely in a growth phase. You're in an opportunity. You have an opportunity to finish out high school and go and do really anything you want. Like for real, for real, you have started doing things and thinking in ways that I wish I had started doing when I was your age. Some of the questions you asked me, some of the questions you asked Miles, some of the questions you asked Mama B, like yeah, I be just be asking. Yeah, the questions you asked Mars and the way you ask the questions and the conversations you're able to have at such a young age is impressive. To be able to communicate this well says a lot about you because there's people that are much older than you that can't communicate the way that you do with themselves and with others. And it's not even like people older than me; it's people in my generation too. Like it's just like. A bunch of kids raising kids, and that's not even like to throw shade or anything. Like, we're trying to be disrespectful. It's just hard. It, it really is just hard. Like, and I feel like in my generation, it's not a lot of support. I feel like it's everybody giving, like, giving up. So I feel like in my generation, not everybody needs, um, like, that, that crazy mentor that's, like, famous and everything like that. I feel like a, a child in his generation just needs someone who won't give up on him. Honestly. Yeah. Because once a child feels like they got someone who won't give up on them, now they're taking that risk that they want to take because they know they have that support to back them up. And they know they have that guidance that's never going to like lead them in the wrong place. So I feel like once a child got that support system and like that won't really give up on them no matter what they go through, then I feel like that's where everything started coming, like clicking and everything in play. Yo. You asked me a question about how, who you advice for you, and you out here giving advice for the people. You out here <laughs> asked me what it's all good, but no, that's like that's part of you. That's like real you. That's the authentic you, right? Like you, you care about people in a in a genuine and authentic way, and like it's important to you that other people feel protected, feel cared for, feel seen. So. I think for you, it's just be you. And that's for everybody. Like, just be who you are in your relationship. Be who you are in all your relationships. I try not to have to switch up. Like, the same way that I talk to my grandma on here is kind of the same. Like, I give her more adoration and appreciation than any person on the planet. But, like, I'm going to still talk to my grandma the same way I talk to her and treat everyone like they're my grandma with utmost respect. I feel like that, like, like, sometimes... Not saying you have to change up, but you have to like realize who people like really is. Mm-hmm. Like you have to know people's intentions, what you like, and you have to know like not to fall for the traps and everything mm-hmm. like that. Because mm-hmm. I feel like like now in my generation, like not everybody had. I, I got realized not everybody got the same mindset as me. So it's like like this female wanted to date a drug dealer, but I'm not that type of person. So it's like, dang, I feel like everybody in, in my generation treats the, the drug dealers. Or the trappers are like looking for that fast money. For yeah, like choosing the fast money. And honestly, I say like females look for their father. Mm. Females look for their father and, and the person that they talking to. And like one of them fathers that's that's not there, that plays that plays a long part. Like not even just in the females, like it plays a part like in a son's life too. So I feel like that goes at like that's a really hard thing to deal with. I feel like in my generation, like a lot of people like oh, you too nice. I'm like, why? Because I'm not a drug dealer. Like, and I feel like, to me, that's just crazy because like, you won't talk to me because I don't sell drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, that is, thank you for sharing that because that's like, that's a cool perspective and that's part of the reason I wanted to have this show is to have 
a conversation with somebody who's not of my generation, right? Because, yeah. like, that's not necessarily something new. Like, people have always had trouble picking partners. That goes back as far as time. Yeah. Like, I've seen it in friends and family and cousins. I've seen that in all, like, my older older uncles and, and aunts and everything like that. But then also... Why know, is it so hard? I really, like, I really don't know. Like, and then I feel like it's so hard because recently Miles and Mama B was just telling me that it was like, okay, prime example, I see you got something going for yourself. And I ain't really got nothing going for myself. So I want to try to feed off what you got. So I feel like a lot of people try to do that with partners. Like, my B was telling me, she was like, you got a lot going for yourself at your age. So when people see the light in you, they want to try to use that light. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that that's kind of hard, too, like choosing partners because you need that partner that's, that really going to want to motivate you. Like, when you when you need the light, not just when they need the light. Like, so I feel like everybody think about themselves nowadays. So I feel like that's really why, like, it's so hard. And like, and like, like I said again, like, we don't got nobody teaching us from wrong and right. So, like, or how do we know what's wrong or right? Like, you might feel like something is right, but I feel like it's wrong. Mm-hmm. Who am I to tell you, like, that you're, that you're wrong? That's just how you feel. And I can't change nothing about that. That's cool. And I am and I think that's okay. Like, there there are things that you're going to always just disagree on with people. Because mm-hmm. we're all different people. We got different experiences. You, you have a conversation. You respectfully share your side. You respectfully listen to their their perspective. Your perspective might change. Yeah, it might get closer to theirs. It might get further from theirs. But like that's the conversation you have it with respect. Yeah, it's hard. Keep it pushing. It's hard having conversations though. Like when people don't want to conversate. Like just like you talking to a brick bro. I like it's like I know you get frustrated sometimes, Jordan. When you talk to somebody who don't really know how to communicate, I just be like bro, like ooh, like like <laughs> I need to calm down. Like. Trying to give you out of character, like let me go listen to some music. I know, I know it's hard. Like, how do you even deal with that? Like, how do I personally deal with it? Yeah, like I don't. Uh, for for one, it's just breathe. Like for real, for real, take a second and breathe. It will make such. A, it just gives you a, a chance to reset because there have been times. I swear, there have been times <laughs> where I wanted to take a child and line them up and just <laughs> let's see who comes out of this. I know I can't do that. <laughs> like that used to happen back when I was coaching, when I was getting coached. <laughs> now you got to, you know, thankfully so, so, so there's more to it. Like, like but coaching, it's because like Ms. Barnes, I heard Ms. Barnes say, uh-huh. you're not always teaching a child. You're teaching a parent too. So I know you have to, do, I seen you deal with it multiple times. Like, mm-hmm. You have to coach a child and a parent. Like mm-hmm. I seen parents come up to our practice, mm-hmm. snapping on you on Mars. And I'm like, whole time, you don't even know your kid out here playing in practice. Like, <laughs> Jordan wasn't in a room for snapping on him. Like, so like what's what's that like like how do you take that in and react to it like i think you just got to remember what the goal is right like as a coach as a teacher as any type of educator your whole job is to make sure someone else reaches their full potential Mm -hmm. like if i come from that i'm always in a good position i'm always coming from an authentic genuine caring position because my only goal is to make sure 21 is good or 11 is good or nine is good mm-hmm. or, you know, whoever is is able to perform the best that they can because I can't go on a field. I got to make sure you're prepared. I got to make sure you know your job, know how to do your job. Exactly. And I know <laughs> that you're going to also trust, trust yourself and trust your teammates. Coaches. That's it. Yeah. That, why do you think I, I, I say, I say the same, I say the same five things every, every time. <laughs> I, already, I already knew where you'd be coming. Like, I'm like, 
But that's that's what it is. As long as you know what to do and you can trust your teammates to do it too, like you're good. That's how I do it. For and that and that goes now is now is I talk about last year, right? I talked about before we were a bunch of kids in a park mm-hmm. playing football. Then we came together as a as a team, and then we became a decent team. Now the next step is program, right? Now the program part comes in, and that's where the community comes in, right? That's where we bring in the the local businesses, the parents, the teachers, getting like there's never again can be a Vox game that only has ten people at it. Like we got to have people yeah, out. We, yeah, you feel me? You feel me? Like, because yeah. that that brings so much energy. So you actually wore forty two, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So how did you choose your number? Because you was just saying that you was like you for for you my young prodigy. I remember before we played executive, you said that you was like. Yo, you really like my little brother because, like, that's really, like, a couple of numbers down from me. Like, so how did you choose your number? So my number was uh, twofold. Um, when I got to high school, I used to wear a 27, 24, or 16. I never really felt like I was stuck with a number. Um, when I was younger, I played for a uh, youth league team in Reading, and then I moved out to the suburbs. So I, I switched numbers when I moved over. And then junior high, I actually didn't play until I only played – uh, my ninth grade year in, in junior high because I had a fracture in my spine. So when I came back, it was like a brand new opportunity at the high school level. Um, and I went to a mostly, uh, I went to a mostly white school and it was difficult, bro. It was, it was tough, but I wanted to rock uh, 42 because of Jackie Robinson. <laughs> and also my one of my favorite football players of all time is Ronnie Lott also wore number 42 he's a he's a crazy person wore number 42 and played safety <laughs> I wanted to play safety in high school he's wasn't quite safety. fast enough I play outside linebacker uh, strong safety type um but Ronnie Lott to go back in a game cut off the top of his pinky because dang. it was broken and they said Ronnie you can't go back in he said cut it off dang. and I was like I respect that I respect that's that. You crazy. Right <laughs> that's that dog mentality before yeah, they called it that. <laughs> Man, I don't know what you was thinking when you put me in. First of all, Liam moved me. I don't know what position y'all had me. Oh, y'all moved me to safety at practice. And I know I wasn't starting for my first game. Uh, then Liam was like, throw him in that inside linebacker. I'm like, I don't know what they think. I don't know what I'm here doing. Like, I did not know what I was doing. Then he called me and was like, yeah, uh, I just feel like you're not reaching your full potential. Like, And I just feel like I need to give you some space to really do what you want to do. And I trust you. You know what you're doing. And I remember everything that he said. I'm like, what is he talking about? Like, what is he about to do now? And he was like, yeah, I think you should play outside linebacker. I'm like, he's like, you're going to be out there with Trey. And you're going to be fine. Just trust yourself. You know, do your job. <laughs> know your job. Do your job. I'm like, now, when everybody run past me, <laughs> I don't want to hear it. <laughs> but I'm just like, I feel it like, wasn't nobody running past you. You held it down on the edge. Yeah, I feel like my first, like my first game is outside linebacker. I was snapping. I think we had a fumble recovery for my first game as outside linebacker. We played Palumbo, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they. The, I seen that the, the uh, first that I was I was upset. I'm like, me and Jordan made up a signal for when I could blitz. Yo, come on now. <laughs> Telling Kip what's they, up. They don't, they don't know. They don't know where the signal is. So I gotta go back in my bag and change up the whole defense again. They, they, don't, they don't know where the signal is. I was just like upset. I'm like, man, why these receivers keep coming out here? Like, 
Then I got guard this receiver. I'm trying to blitz. I'm trying to hit the quarterback. So it could be early game. We can get this win. I'm trying to go home. <laughs> <laughs> then I see they, they didn't put that receiver out there. I looked at uh, the DB. I'm like, bro, I'll be right back. <laughs> oh, I said, listen, lock him up. I'll be right back. It's probably the only chance I'm going to get to blitz this game. And it was. I seen that snap go over the quarterback head. And, <laughs> and he, he went to go chase it. I'm like, what would Jordan do? <laughs> I'm like, I heard everybody like, yeah, me, go get it, go get it. I'm like, I just have to chase it down and go get it. And then ever since then, they never, they never like, they had to keep bringing out receivers because they didn't want me to blitz. <laughs> I, was, I was so upset. I was just like, listen, you can lock this receiver down. Do not let him get off this five. That's what's out. up. Yeah, that was, I remember that play. That was on the news. Yeah, and I think they called they they said JB name for it. I think they had said his name on the news because uh, he was the one who recovered it. I just <laughs> I just hit the quarterback. <laughs> that, was a, that was a fun game. That was yeah, a fun game. It was it was definitely a fun game, and I think what made it so fun was because you know I was like I had a rough day at school. I was staying by my grandparents, and I was crying when when we when we was warming up. I just told you, coach, I need to just sit over here, get myself together, and stretch. And you realized, like, I wasn't really involved with the team that game. So for me to go from crying and, like, really having fun, and then I really wanted to win that game. And I, I think I cried after the game, too, when we lost. And yeah. I feel like that was probably the best team we played because even though we lost and I was crying, all the other Palumbo players came Yeah, over. they were solid. I like them kids. Yeah, they like all them came kids. over there. And then I seen them at Nifty 50s. Right after. <laughs> My beat them in the Nifty 50s, and they came over. It's like, what number was you? You was 21? It's like. Yeah, we had to keep bringing up receivers out there because we ain't really <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. That's 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 one of the favorite things about yeah. sports, bro. Is like the the respect that you have for everybody that you go against. Yeah. It's, it makes a brotherhood, a little bit of respect, and like kind of a badge of honor. That's mm-hmm. what's up. We gotta keep it pushing. I got this next question for you. I'm up, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm up. It's my third and final. You ready? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. Let me right. see All right. My next and final question for you, Ramin. Kyrie Fleet. <laughs> the whole government. What's up, Kyrie? Yeah, what's up? So, Look I like, I like look my, me up, buddy. I got to give you a story with my middle name now. Oh, wait. Well, go ahead. No, no. Go, go ahead. No, go oh, ahead. Oh, so, my grandma gave me my middle name. For real? Uh, yeah, me and my uncle, our middle names kind of sound like his name. His middle name is Kyrie, and mine was Kyrie. Mm-hmm. So, I used to get it mixed up when I was younger. I used to think she was calling me when she said Kyrie, but... I used to, I never liked my first name when like growing up. I always wanted my, my middle name to be my first name <laughs> and my first name to be my middle name. So when I got into poetry and everything like that, I'm like, I don't got my grandma no more. So I'm like, hmm, let me make a name for mm. so that's where That's where Kyer the Speaker came from and everything like that. Follow the IG. <laughs> yeah. At IG. At Kyer the Speaker. <laughs> Go follow. So, all right. My question. What is something the world needs more of? In your opinion, man, we need a lot. <laughs> we need a lot. That's like kind of a stressful question, but ooh, why is it stressful? Uh, because there's so much you can say that the world needs. But if I try to sum it down, I'm gonna say we need more Coach Jordans. <laughs> Yo, chill. <laughs> we need more Mama Bees, and we need more Miles, and we need more G Miles. Uh. And what's that mean for the people who don't know those people? Like, what do you mean? Uh, why? Why? Just because, like, those are people that I know. Like, Jordan know them people, too. But I say that because Mama B, she gave me all these opportunities to be in a documentary. She took a child in that wasn't hers. 
So like to do that, that takes a lot itself. So, and Mama B always gonna put you in the, the right direction and lead you down the right road and always give you advice when you really need it. So that's why I say you needed that. And I say, I say you because the energy that you bring, man, the energy is like, it's on a whole different level, man. I know, like, I used to be like, I used to try to focus for the game. And I'm like, why Jordan so hype? Like, <laughs> and then his, his energy, I never knew his energy would shift over to my, like, it shifted over to me. So now, Every game, Jordan see me doing flips and, <laughs> and running off the bus, jumping up and down. Like his energy transferred over, and you make people look at like things differently. Like even when you're going through your hardest moments, you you like give us that hope that there's it's still hope. Like you can still keep going. And I say Miles because Miles also took in a child that wasn't even mm-hmm. his, and Miles only knew me for like a year, yeah. a year or two. So like. And to be a father figure, and he didn't want kids, and, he, and he's, he's still young. So, like, to do that and to help me pick my poetry up mm-hmm. off something. So, like, to take a, t- a child's dream and help him with him and, like, fulfill it. So, I feel like that's why you need more models. And I see uh, G-Mom because when I was younger, I wasn't easy, I wasn't easy to approach. Mm-hmm. I had, like, chips on my shoulder. Like, you know, my relationship with my mom wasn't good. So, like. I was just so angry, like, and, and upset, and I was like, man, like, I always want to punch something. And I never knew, like, if somebody was to hug me for too long, I would always want to cry. Like, mm-hmm. and then I knew I wasn't easy to approach. Like, if I would have, like, if you'd have met that younger me, you probably, I probably would never have been playing football for you. We'd have bumped heads so many times. Like, so for G-Mom to step in and not give up, even mm-hmm. though, like, I didn't probably say the craziest things to her or, like, I didn't spaz on her so many times for her not to give up and like really help me with my anger issues mm-hmm. and help me calm down. I feel like the world needs that. Yeah. Like it's just not even just the kids. Like if an adult get that person that you can go to when you want to make a stupid decision, I feel like the, the world needs that. And that I feel like that'll be a much better place. Mm. And I say all that too, because like we need people like y'all because at the end of the day, y'all help me so much, but y'all still deal with the stuff behind closed doors that nobody even know about. And, like, I know what Mama B, not all the time, she don't think I notice it, but I notice, and I do, like, some stuff for her. And she'd be like, what's this for? And I just be like, I notice. And I just, like, I just really want to say, like, I'm proud of all y'all. And I just, I really say thank you to all y'all. That's why I really say, like, we need more people like y'all. We really do. Damn, bro, wait. <laughs> <laughs> appreciate that. Like uh, that's that's oh, yeah, oh, that's yeah. people I appreciate. I, I live too. I live too. <laughs> man, I, I was snapping that one game, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna never see like that again." <laughs> so she always keep me like she always keep me calm. Like I know if she around, I ain't snapping. I'm just like, <laughs> if she around, I know I'm forgetting all my problems. I'm like, is it even really worth it? She around, everything will be fine. <laughs> like. It's good to have that community, and like I appreciate the people that you put me in con- uh, in, in the names with, because like those are some special people, some special people. And honestly, it comes back from you. Like you're the connecting, you're the you're the common thread. So yeah. just keep shining that light, keep doing what you do. Hey, <laughs> hey, and talk that shit, boy. Like go ahead, go ahead. I feel like to me, I never wanted to be the athlete who could just play one sport. Mm-hmm. I had to go, my family real athletic. Uh, I consider you as family. So I'm like, I come from a pretty athletic family. So I'm like, I don't want to play one sport though. Like my uncle didn't want to play one sport. I looked up to them. So 
I didn't just want to be that athlete who only could play one sport. I wanted to test my like my athletic ability. So like, I was just trying sports. I was times <laughs> I was out there playing handball, handball and tennis. Like so, but I knew I didn't want to be that athlete who also could only play sports. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. I knew I mm-hmm. wanted to be that athlete who was one of the smartest in his class. So now, in my class of twenty twenty five, I'm top six. Hey. So, and. To me, like top six means so much because my mom told me I would never do it. And being so I got an IEP, they try to label us like we see. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So like to have top six definitely like means so much to me. So I knew I didn't want to be that athlete who could only play sports or depend on sports to make it out the hood. So like, and me and my uncle was bumped heads about this so many times because I had a vision and they didn't see the vision yet. Mm-hmm. So now that they see the vision and everything that I'm doing. Now they're like, yo, I really respect it. So I knew I didn't want to be that athlete who could only be an athlete. I knew I had to impact the world a different way. So that's multiple why I started, ways. yeah, multiple ways, not just one way. And I knew that's why I started writing poetry. That's what's up. Now you got multiple skills. Yeah. Multiple <laughs> ways to be and successful. I, I can't even think about all of them off like off the top, but actually, Jordan, I just be sitting stuff like, listen, Jordan, I got this idea. I think we should do this. Da-da-da-da-da. Like, we gotta do it. What's the first one we gotta take action on? My podcast. Boom. That's next up. Tell them about it. Uh, my podcast. Uh, <sighs> I want. I started it because of uh, the teachers in my life, Jordan, uh, my godparents. Uh, like I, I recently said in my my exhibition, I could write my own story. Just now I'm realizing that. So when I actually start writing my story, and I tell my story and people listen to my story, people say, you need to put this out there. And like, you you were inspired a bunch of people. And it was a bunch of people always told me, it's people going through what you're going through and they might need this to help them. So when I was younger, I'm like, man, this ain't, like, this ain't gonna inspire nobody. So like, now me writing like my own story, like, I just feel like, now I gotta bring it into a podcast. Now I gotta, I got to give back to my community now. Now I got to bring on the people who impacted my life and not even just the people who impacted my life. I got to bring on people I know that I can help. So it's going to be people like you, Mama B, teachers that I was real close with. Um, But it's also going to be on people like that I know that I can help or I can see the potential. I know they're going to work as hard as me. So I feel like this podcast is going to change people's perspectives or it's going to help them, like, deal with themselves and, like, treat their own trauma. That's basically. Is that the name? <laughs> no, I don't think that's the name. I don't think it. I you got like a name? It might be, it might be, like. Uh, don't tell him, don't tell him, don't tell him. <laughs> no, I'm going to tell, tell him. It might oh. be, like, the, the episode name. So okay. Like, it might, But it might not be, like, the whole YouTube and everything. Name, All right. So. I'm excited. I ain't going to tell you. I'm excited. I'll bring you back on to do uh, to do a duo, a home and home. We'll yeah. put it on po- both platforms. Yeah, I a little put, crossover. Yeah, I got to do one with Jordan. <laughs> Jordan got to come over and do my podcast. I'll do a little crossover. All right, you got one more question for me. One more question. Uh, I might have to go on a book for this one. Uh-oh. I might use one of your questions. Uh-oh. You still might have to answer the podcast, though. <laughs> All right. You want it in a book. I be right. I be writing a lot because of Jordan. <laughs> I got so many notebooks. Uh, yeah, can't believe. I'm trying to figure out which one do I want to ask you. There's still good ones. 
What does being a man mean to you? You want me to answer that heavy question? What does being a coach mean to you? Nah, I can go. I can go ahead. Um, so I feel like I had a really good example of what to do with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to be a man. Like my pops was a pops to me, but he was like a pops to my friends, my cousins, pops to the neighbors. Like he, and he was a coach. Like he still coached the people. Like I got to grow up the son of a coach Nike. And people say that about like NFL coaches and mm-hmm. college coaches, but like, it's just as important to be the son of a coach of like a little league football coach. Mm-hmm. Like it was dope. Like a lot of my friends got to be coached by my dad and like, know my dad still from that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had an example of what it meant to be a man. And it, it to me, it means being standing on your word. If you say you're going to do something, if you say you're going to be somewhere, do it. Be dependable. Um, it means taking care of the people that you love, mm-hmm. protecting them physically, mentally, emotionally, providing financially. Um, and for me, it's about legacy too. It's about making sure that, you know, I don't have kids of my own, but like I look at you like a little bro, like you're someone I'm responsible for. Mm-hmm. Like every every person on that football team is someone I'm responsible for. It's getting to the point where the people in the school are people I'm responsible for. Like, I want y'all to have all the opportunities and options to be successful in your future because that's going to help me be successful in my future. And that's going to help all of us be successful as we move forward. And to me, that's what it means to be a man. Leave the world better than you left it, so than you got to it. I have a follow-up question. You don't get no follow-up question. <laughs> it goes with the question. <laughs> so, so, like, for the people like, like me and Miles and who didn't have that example or that father figure growing up, what advice would you give to them? Ask yourself what happened to you. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Like, change, reframe your mind from asking what's wrong or what's wrong with me. Stop putting that blame and closing yourself into that circle. Stop asking what's wrong and start asking what happened to you. When you reframe it and you rephrase the way that you're thinking about that question, you're getting some of the same conversation to happen, but you're getting it from a more positive mm-hmm approach asking what happened to you opens up space for you to really take a look at the trauma that happened to you like say you say you broke your leg you can't break your leg and then not give yourself time and the attention it needs to heal you can't just have your leg broke and not get it reset and not put it in a cast Mm -hmm. and expect to be able to walk around time don't heal all wounds intention heals wounds like you stole that from my book (laughs) What book? The one you gave. Is that in there? Yes. Is it for real? It's one of my favorite pages. Damn. One of my favorite pages. Did I take that from Young Pablo? I don't know. I don't think I took that from Young Pablo. But, yeah, young that, Pueblo. Young Pablo. <laughs> it's a good book, though. Yeah, it's an amazing book. That's a good question. That's a good question. Anything else you want to tell the people about you, about your story, where to follow you, where to find you, uh, what's you coming know. up for you next? Follow my poetry page, Kyer, uh, dot the speaker. For how you spell this, K-H-Y-R, dot the speaker. And I spell it the regular way, not D-A. I don't like most people <laughs> like that. Um, and then what's coming soon, it, it's, it's some podcasts and maybe an after-school program. I might shadow underneath a, ooh, might shadow underneath a them. And 
I might try to start my like own like on a low after school program. I always talk to Mama B about it to have some people come over after school. Not even if you just need like if any of you you don't need help with like your schoolwork. Like if you just need that person to talk to, I'll probably be that person to talk to. So that's what's up. Hey, my coaching advice for you is don't be afraid to take off the crown, shine it, and put it back on. It's heavy to wear it all the time. Sometimes you got to take a break. Yeah. All right? <laughs> Keep letting it shine, though, baby. Yeah. All right. Thanks for being on. I appreciate you. That's it. Till next time. Grenade. <laughs> Grenade. Peace.